Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider is going to unravel a false perception of Jesus. Jesus was a Jewish man born to Jewish parents in a Jewish city, yet somehow he became a stranger to his own people, and Christianity has embraced Jesus as the Messiah and the Savior of the world. But we've lost sight of the Jewish history and heritage of our faith. And if you'd like to jot down some notes as Rabbi Schneider helps us reclaim the Jewishness of Jesus, download the study guide for today's message online when you go to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And right now, Rabbi Schneider begins this lesson with prayer. Father God, we just pray for your anointing to fall as I'm teaching. And Father God, for those that are listening, that you would open their hearts to receive your word and to receive truth today in Yeshua's name and for your glory, Father. Amen and amen. For almost 2,000 years, Jesus has been portrayed into the world in a way oftentimes that's very different than who he really was. He came as a Jew. He lived as a Jew. He died as a Jew. He ministered to Jewish people. When he hung on the cross, there was a sign above his head that said, Yeshua of Nazareth, King of the Jews. He sits in heaven right now as the lion from the tribe of Judah and he's coming back, beloved one, as the offspring of David. Believing in Yeshua is a Jewish thing. In fact, when you and I get to heaven and get to the heavenly city called the New Jerusalem, we're gonna enter that city through 12 gates that are inscribed with the names, not only of the 12 Jewish apostles, but also with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. I am calling the church back to her Jewish roots. If we go back and look at the most famous, iconic picture of Jesus that the world has ever seen, it takes us to Leonardo da Vinci's picture of him at the Last Supper, when in reality, Jesus was a Mediterranean and his skin was olive and his hair was brown, most likely, his eyes were brown. Jesus doesn't look physically like he was portrayed, and he ministered like a Jew. First of all, I wanna point out that he had payas like I do. These are the long side locks that the Lord prescribed the children of Israel to wear in the Torah. The reason that I'm wearing them now and I'm growing them out is because I feel an urge and an unction from the Holy Spirit to more and more press the envelope forward that Jesus is a Jew. And when I say this, I'm speaking not just to the church, but I'm wanting to make impact in the Jewish world because the truth is that most of the Jewish world today, most Jewish people, they just look at Yeshua as irrelevant. They think, oh, he's just the savior of the Gentiles. And they look at Jesus as someone that's beneath them. And I believe God has anointed me to break out of that, breaking into the traditional mind of my people and showing them, no, Jesus is a Jew and he's the Messiah of Israel and the savior of the world. And so one of the things that I'm doing is I'm growing my side locks to look like a Jew so that people will wonder, well, what is this? But even more than that, beloved one, I'm growing the payas or the side locks because deep in my heart, 
because of my own personal relationship with God, I just feel inspired to do it. I just want to identify with Father God as a Jew in this earth. So I want to take a step back. We've made the point that Yeshua came as a Jew, lived as a Jew, died as a Jew. He looked like a Jew. He ministered like a Jew. When he ministered in parables, that was a Jewish way of teaching. Rabbi Jesus, Rabbi Yeshua, he wore the fringes. He wore the payas or the side locks. And beyond that, you'll find this truth, this fact, really awakening. Did you know that according to research, the first historical document, written document, that we have of anybody being called rabbi is in the New Testament. John the Baptist, Yochanan the Immerser, and Yeshua the Messiah. Jesus was called rabbi over and over and over and over again in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. And again, according to research, this is the first historical document that we have of someone being called rabbi. How much more Jewish can Jesus get than that? He's the Messiah of Israel and the King of the Jews. How did it get this way that Christians have lost their understanding of how Jewish Jesus is, how Jewish the gospel is, how Jewish the Brit Kaddashah, the New Testament is. How did Christians get to that place? And likewise, how did Jesus become such a foreign personality to the traditional Jewish world? And I want to briefly summarize those points today. Point number one, jealousy. The religious leaders of Yeshua's day were point blank, jealous of him and threatened by him. We read in the Gospel of John chapter 11 that after Yeshua raised Lazarus from the dead, the religious leaders of the day, they got together and they said, what are we gonna do with this man? For if we let him continue, everybody's gonna believe in him. And they said, and we will lose our place and our nation, and the text says, and from that point forward, they plotted as to how to kill him. It was point blank, just evil human nature that exists in the whole world. Jesus came into their territory. He came as a spiritual, charismatic, God-equipped leader, and the people began to follow him, and as they followed him, it meant they were leaving the traditional Jewish establishment leaders. And when the traditional establishment was losing their followers, their answer to the problem was get rid of Jesus. We see it happen all the time. It's happened since the beginning of the world. So how did the Jewish people get separated from Jesus? One of the reasons and one of the foundations was the simple jealousy and fear that the religious Jewish leadership of Yeshua's day had of him. They sought to eliminate him. And that mindset that these religious leaders had was passed on to those that they were leading. The Pharisees of Jesus's day are basically the origin of Orthodox Judaism today. And so this anti-Jesus mindset that the Pharisees had that we read about in the New Testament, their anti-Jesus mindset has been passed down, beloved one, to every succeeding generation of Jewish people since that time. So as a Jewish person, we grow up in our home and we're just taught Jesus isn't for Jews. We're just taught that he's some kind of inferior Messiah for the Gentiles, that he isn't really the Messiah, but for the Gentiles, that's okay. Okay, mostly we don't think about it. We don't examine the facts. We just take it 
from what we're receiving in our environment. And so the first reason that Yeshua became someone foreign to Jewish people, it goes all the way back to the jealousy and fear that the Pharisees had in their relationship to him. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back in a moment. It's our prayer that today's message has been a blessing to you so far, and we hope that it enriches your walk with Yeshua. If you have a prayer request, we invite you to submit it online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Our team lifts up every individual request before the Lord, and it would be our pleasure, privilege, and honor to pray for you and your family. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. There were things that were hard for the religious leaders of Yeshua's day to understand. For example, in John Yochanan chapter 10, Yeshua said, I and the Father are one. And when the leaders of the Jewish people heard that, they thought it was blasphemy because our most famous declaration as Jewish people is the Shema from the book of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And so when Yeshua said he was equal with God, they saw that as blasphemous, that there's only one God and God cannot be seen. God is invisible. And so when Yeshua said he was one with God, again, they saw that as treacherous blasphemy. Of course, they were wrong in their assumption because Abraham, for example, saw the Lord. When the three men came to visit him, two were angels, and the one the scripture said was yud heh vav in the book of Genesis chapter 18, which is God himself. And so God can clothe himself in humanity, which is evidenced in the Torah when Abraham met God at the Oaks of Mamre. But the Jewish mind of Jesus' day, they didn't have the mindset to receive that God could be seen in the flesh. Not that God's a man. He can clothe himself in humanity because nothing's impossible for God. Because they couldn't understand that, they thought Jesus was a blasphemer. Of course, the book of Daniel tells us, in the book of Daniel chapter 7, when Daniel saw the vision of the end of the days, Daniel said, I saw one like the Son of Man. And he came up to the Ancient of Days, and to the Son of Man was presented a kingdom and dominion and authority forever. In other words, we have the Son of God, and Yeshua himself, as the Son of God, said he was the Son of Man. We have Yeshua as the Son of Man in the book of Daniel, coming up to the Father, the Ancient of Days, and receiving all authority, just as Yeshua taught about Baruch Hashem in the Brich Hadashah. 
But again, the theological stretch, religious leaders of Yeshua's day, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't get to it. Their mind and heart wasn't open to receive it. Another theological issue that alienated Jewish people from Jesus, and again, the alienation of the Pharisees of Yeshua's day has been passed on to every succeeding generation of Jewish people since that time down to the present day. So I'm answering the question, why didn't Jewish people receive Jesus? And I'm sharing with you the reason that Jewish people grow up with rejecting Jesus. They don't consciously think about these things. They just pick up in their home, Jesus isn't for Jews. But I'm explaining to you, beloved ones, how this mindset that Jesus isn't for Jews got into the Jewish world. And so another one of the theological issues that separated the religious leaders, the Pharisees of Yeshua's day from Jesus and the movement that he started, which was entirely Jewish, but it was just a new thing, is the fact that Jesus proclaimed that many of the traditions of the Pharisees were man-made. The Pharisees believed that their traditions, for example, in Mark chapter 7, like washing their hands and washing cups and pots, they thought those traditions were given to Moses at Mount Sinai. Those traditions are called today the oral law, and it's in the book called the Talmud, which rabbis spend most of their time studying as they're going through their educational system. It's what's called a yeshiva. But Jesus said, these laws that you're teaching, that you're saying Moses received, this tradition of the elders is not something that Moses received at Mount Sinai. Yeshua said a lot of it was man-made. And this was a huge division, a huge divide. One group going this way, Yeshua going another way, leading to separation the separation of the Jesus movement and the traditional Jewish leaders of his day. And then another issue that furthered the division is when the gospel, when the good news of the kingdom of heaven was brought to Gentiles and they were invited in to have a relationship with Hashem, with Father God, without first becoming Jews and becoming Torah observant. And this story goes back to the book of Acts with Peter, when Peter has a vision and he sees this sheet being lowered and there was all kinds of unkosher animals on the sheet. And he hears a voice, Peter, take, kill and eat. And Peter woke up, he didn't know what it was. Peter said, I've never eaten anything unkosher or unclean. And all of a sudden, as soon as Peter wakes up from the vision, there's a knock on his door. Who is it? It's a Gentile inviting Peter to go share the message of the kingdom of heaven with his master, who was also a Gentile. And then Peter understood that he wasn't to consider the Gentile unclean, but that God was extending the gospel to them. And so as Peter went to share the gospel with Cornelius, and Cornelius believed, and all the Gentiles then under Paul's ministry began to believe, this was totally outside of the Jewish culture, the way Israel had been raised up under the Torah. Because in the Torah, they separated themselves. But now we're seeing Gentiles invited in to a relationship with Hashem without first having to become Jews. Because in the time of the New Testament, before Peter had this revelation, the teaching was that the only way a Gentile could have a place in the world to come was if they first became a Jew. And so you can see there was all these different dynamics going on, but God was doing a new thing. The Lord said in Jeremiah, behold, I make a new covenant. 
and it's not like the old covenant, it's a new thing. And of course this makes sense because God is not just the God of the Jews, He's the God of the whole world. And so he was just fulfilling the promise that he made to Abraham when Peter was sent to bring the good news to the Gentiles. Because God said to Abraham, through your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And the seed is Yeshua. In other words, the promise has come, the Jewish Messiah crucified for Jews and Gentiles, that the whole world may come under the Lordship of the God of Israel. Beloved ones, during this season and during these years going forward in ministry, I'm gonna be going forward with an even fiercer focus on reaching my people. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans that when Jewish people come to faith in Messiah Jesus, God is gonna send his son back. I believe that when there's a mass of Jewish people like myself that have come to faith in Messiah Yeshua and are calling out for him to return, Baruch haba b'ashem Adonai, that will usher in Yeshua's return. It will prepare the earth's atmosphere for the second coming of the Mashiach of the Christ. So beloved, I wanna thank you for your love for the God of Israel for your love for the Jewish people. I want to encourage you to continue to pray for the salvation of the Jewish people and do your part in reaching them in whatever way God gives you opportunity. We are entering in, beloved, to the last of the last days. You and I are on the path of life and God is moving us into his historical destiny. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is from our series, Reclaiming the Jewish Jesus. And if you'd like to learn more about this program or about Rabbi Schneider, we'd like to invite you to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you missed any of Rabbi's messages, you'll find our growing archive of messages on our website and on our daily podcast. To discover the variety of ways that you can hear this daily program, just go online now. That web address, once more, is discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now here is Rabbi once again to share a word that's been stirring in his heart. Baruch Hashem, praise the Lord. We're still alive, beloved ones, and we're here on earth to praise the Lord and serve Him. It's been a great year in preaching the gospel. We've just got back from Israel, preaching the gospel from Jerusalem all around the globe. And many of you have been blessed over the year in the Word of God through discovering the Jewish Jesus. As we've come to the end of the year, if you're being blessed by this ministry and have never financially supported it, I want to encourage you to open up your heart and worship the Lord with a special financial offering to Him through DJJ because it's feeding you the Word as we've come to the end of the year. For those of you that are already supporting the ministry, God bless you, thank you. We depend on you to be able to spread God's good news all around the world, and may you have a blessed next year. If God is leading you to answer that call and give an end of your offering or a gift of any amount, or maybe to become a monthly partner, you can give online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also give a special end of your offering by calling 800-777-7835. Or you can send your gift in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777 Blitz. 
Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. We are truly so grateful for all of your support. And as our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's message of the month, along with our current newsletter. And you know, as we learned today, Jesus was a Jewish man who lived and died as a Jewish man. But somehow Christianity and Judaism have become so divided. And if you'd like to uncover the history behind this great separation, then please pick up a copy of Rabbi's book, The Lion of Judah. You can purchase it by calling 800-777-7835. And then don't forget, we're celebrating Hanukkah right now. This joyous feast of dedication began Sunday at sunset, and it runs through December the 26th at nightfall. You can learn more about this wonderful holiday online at Discover com, And if you have a few minutes this week, be sure to download some Hanukkah recipes and make some Hanukkah cookies or challah bread with your friends and family and let your light shine this season. And before we finish today's program, I want to share with you a few testimonies that we've received from our radio broadcast. The first one says, Good morning, Rabbi Cynthia and Dustin. Thank you, Rabbi, for the blessing and these awesome teachings. Every morning, I so look forward to your next message as I know I will learn something so valuable. I'm so glad I became a monthly partner with your ministry, and I pray that many people will partner with you as we see the Lord's day approaching. Father God, bless you all, and shalom. That's from April. And then Steph wrote in and said, Thank you for your powerful and faithful ministry, Rabbi. Our Father God, through your ministry, has profoundly changed my life. Even though I've been saved for years, I have a new level of peace and joy that I didn't know was possible. Amen. Thank you for sending in your testimonies. And now here's Rabbi with the ironic Blessing. The words from the ironic Blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. 
I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider presents a special Christmas program titled God is Here. That's coming up Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.